episode 130 the carrying the culture it's your boy and we got i say okay we got a pioneer we got someone who's done a lot for the culture done a lot still doing a lot and uh queens get the motherfucking money we're gonna get into it grizzled veteran here. absolutely still, long time no cash down, still putting <laughs> it in and still staying true to the, to the culture which a lot of people are not doing these days um it is my pleasure um yeah. to give y'all power rule you know what I'm saying? French power. Salutations, yeah. yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> the legendary group power power rule. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into it, man. Um let's let's get it. Um so here's the thing. I first heard smooth, brick in the wall, heard it when it came out, 89, 90. I think they both came, that's when they came out, right? And yeah, 89, 89 was the, was the year. Uh, um, actually, next year will be the 35th anniversary of Power Rule and the 5th no, anniversary of the NYC. Um, so I heard I heard Smooth, and I'm like, yo, what's, like, what's this? Then I heard breaking the Wall, yo, what's this? And then I didn't hear nothing else. Like, that, like nothing. Mm. This is just my story as far as like, connecting with you. And then... We, I got on Instagram as a joke, whatever, and then like you know we caught up on Instagram a couple of years ago, and then lost touch again, and then caught up recently. And so, so, right. so it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy, right. but like so I so I'm gonna help, I need you to help me fill in the gaps because I you know what I mean like there's a long. Well, I can tell you this is uh um you know Power was founded really in 1986, and um, we used to just uh, rock basement parties and pop jams and shit like that. And, um, you know, we was like, uh, there was like five Puerto Rican motherfuckers in the neighborhood that we grew up in. I grew up in Shadyville, Queens, which is adjacent to Jamaica and everything, um, and right adjacent to Hollis. So um, we're all in the same lineage and everything. But, um, you know, um, we had to really be on the top of our game in order to even grab the mic at that time because they were not feeling like... They didn't think that explain, Puerto Ricans could really do explain it. Explain why. You know because they, mean, was, well, it just, was it the stigma that all oh, the Puerto Ricans just b-boy or something or like or dance or? No, they, you know what? I, I just think that um, they just associated us with break dancing and graffiti and not rapping. Um, and, you know, you have prominent DJs at that time, like Charlie Chase and all that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, um, uh, you know, you would think that... Um, they'd be there with open arms but they weren't so um they kind of like you know i can't front man they probably thought that like we was All a right. little bit corny and shit. <laughs> but um but um i had to um i had to write better and i had to be better than the next individual so um we made our bones on the street man like you know i had battles like walking down the block i was walking down hempstead avenue in, in shadyville and then dudes would just jump up on us and then we fucking destroy them you know what I'm saying? Because it originally was my it was me, my man Johnny J, and my man Big House, and um, we used to go out there and um, you know we had to really fight for our respect. And um, once we got our respect, man, then um, people were really just like they were really in tune to us and uh, wanted back, to hear what we had to say. Because it speaks to a bigger point of so I want to get into a lot of the just the cultural stuff of of you know a lot of the stuff that you're you're, you're into. So we're gonna come back to this. I saw that. It made me smile, man. I saw that you, I think you performed recently at the, uh, was it the Graffiti Hall of Fame? 
Yeah, Graffiti Hall of Fame on and Sunday. Yeah, I was out there. Like everybody was rocking over their instrumentals and shit like that. And I was to be like, yo, dude, is Hip Hop 50, Graffiti Hall of Fame. I'm going to rock over the breaks. So I just said, yo, fuck it, man. I'm going to rock off of Impeach the President. I'm going to rock off of Foster Silvers, Misdemeanor. And I'm going to rock off of so uh, T-Plays It Cool. I, mean, I, I just want to get into that because for, for us, I mean, you see behind us, it's, you know, carrying the culture. It's about the four elements. And I came into it as a B-boy and, and writer, you know, as far as this goes. So, well, you yeah. you a good dancer too, man. Yeah, I, I see your dance. I came in, man. That's what I was doing. <laughs> a little old now, no no knees, but still still trying to. Yeah. You yeah, got the house, house moves too. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yo, you was with nah, you, you wearing the house shoes. You know what I'm, nah. I'm a house head. I was, I was always coming to New York from Connecticut uh, to to uh, so so I, I right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? But and, you know, and a lot of, back in the day too, house and hip hop, like there was a lot of shit. A lot of that going. Absolutely. That's why a lot of dudes made house rap records. You know oh, Doug, yes. Doug Lazy. Yeah. Doug Lazy. Whoa, <laughs> that's a that's a bull. So yeah. Yeah, that, he had a so, hot joint. That shit was hot. All right. So the graph, man. So like were you into other elements and stuff like that? Like what did you start? You know, um when when you grow up as a B-boy, um, when we came up uh in those uh early 80s, um, you had to have uh, uh, the ability to do a lot of things. So I had a fake ass tag, you know, I could DJ, my brothers used to DJ, so I could DJ. And, um, but my main thing is like, I was always a writer from day one, like I used to write little short stories and stuff like that when I was a kid. And um, then, um, but um, I was bused to a white school system so I was exposed to rock and roll music, you know what I'm saying? So um, I became a big rockhead, you know what I'm saying? You know, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. You know, we used to be tripping on mescaline and listening to Pink Floyd in, in, in a ball field, you know what I'm saying? Um, I remember even getting on the bus on uh, Jamaica Avenue, Springfield Boulevard, and uh, I'd have my uh, jean jacket with the Led Zeppelin painting on the back of it. And, and niggas from my hood used to be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you trying to be white? <laughs> but I really loved the music. But then um, a crazy thing happened. Um, break dancing happened. And then all the white boys that I used to hang out with started breaking. And then I was just like, oh, shit. There idolizing mm. people that look like me. And I was like, wait a minute. And I was just like, oh shit. So then I got into it and I started breaking, but I wasn't very good. I was definitely affiliated with Dy Dynamic Rockers, piece of Dynamic Rockers 168 in Hillside. And we used to chill and everything, but I wasn't that good, but I was very good at writing. So I just uh, transformed from writing rock songs yeah, that's an interesting into writing point rap that you, songs. Good point that you made about, um, you know, back in the, Back in our day, we all did everything. I mean, you just did. Yeah. Like everybody had a hairstyle, even if you didn't. Even if you wasn't that person. No, no, you had, you had to do had to do a little bit of everything, man. You know, you wasn't official if you ain't have a tag. You ain't fucking can't uh, DJ a little bit. You can't, you know, a little pop move or right. something. You right. you had to have something. You know what I'm saying? You had to be ready at all at, now, at I, all times. I got time. a funny story to tell you about about breaking the wall. You let me. So. I heard that, like I said, I heard okay. it, right? I'm like, oh, this, I, so that was 89, I was 13. Okay, just put it, 90, okay, yeah, so. That was 90, 14. 1990. Oh, Bob, was smooth was 89, right? All right, so break the 90. 
Yes. So I'm 14. And I heard that joint. I'm like, oh, this joint's dope. Fast forward to 95. It was my, my uh, freshman year of college. The second semester. Okay. And I'm hanging around all different types of people, like hanging around with hippies and shit like that. So doing off, taking acid, mushrooms, this, that, and the third. So they're like, yo, mm -hmm. let's, let's watch this movie, The Wall. I'm like, Oh shit! Yeah, that that was like, the, the right. best trippy then movie I, you know, to watch ever. Then I hear, <laughs> you know, the joint, and I'm like, I scream out. By the way, I'm I'm on like two hits of acid, right? I scream out, "Power rule!" Yeah. And everybody looked at me like, like, "Yo, what the fuck is wrong with this dude?" And I'm like, it took me back to, to the joint. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, what I'm saying the, the 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 connection there. So, I think that's dope. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 you know, about, uh, you know, the brick in the wall thing was a definite, uh, definite influence on me because, um, you know, like I said, I was in rock groups since like wow. 1983. Like I was a lead singer in a group called Iron Angel. And we used to cover Judas Priest, Def Leppard and um, Iron Maiden. Yeah, that was, that was my first love, man. I was real good at it, but um, I got in big trouble in school all the time and shit, so my motherfucking, uh, she, she casted me out and sent me to San Bernardino to live with her, with, live with her cousin, and uh, she just uh, snuffed my rock career. You know what I'm saying? So uh, when I came back, you know, it was a different world and everything. So, um, you know, I gravitated towards hip-hop because, you know, there was individuals that looked like myself. So, you know, That's dope. I By the way, everybody, if you have them. questions... Please use the questions feature below. That way, we can pull them up and and, and see and see them um, rather than just putting them in the comments because those go fast. And by the way, I got the young lord's hat, and that's a uh, uh, courtesy of my man Bobito Ross, and I got the classic material. Uh, courtesy of my man Carlos. You already know what it is. Oh, there you go. You already know, kid. You know what I'm saying? All right. I want to go back to Queens, man, like because, like, okay, because you're also you're a little bit older than me, and I, I would say, old New York or whatever. So, like, you talked about it a little early, but like your Queens experience, because again, you know that you, I think you mentioned that you were in more of a, a predominantly black neighborhood, right, growing up. Absolutely, like there was only like you no, know, you could count. You could count how many Puerto Ricans were in my neighborhood, man. It was like, you know, four or five. And then, you know, and uh, obviously, you know, when you're uh, that much in the minority, you have to, um, if you wanted to hang out, you had to fight for your respect. So, um, you know, I did what I had to do. And then um, eventually we all became cool. And we had a crew called ELPD, um, El Producto Brothers. And, um, you know, that's when um, you used to go blunts with the ELPD. You know what I'm saying? Before oh. Dutch Masters and all that shit in Phillies, it was an El Producto. So, uh, so we was like on, on a thing where, you know, you, um, in order to be down with the crew, you had to smoke 16 blunts a day and drink 1640s a day. And uh, if you didn't contribute and put it into that pot, then, you know, you might get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, those, those were the days. That's before bills and other shit. Worry about you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, every once in a while, if you want to get fancy, you go to the Jamaican spire and you get a frontal leaf. You know what I'm saying? And then we was all good. You know what I'm saying? Jamaica Queens is crazy because Jamaica Queens got a lot of Jamaicans in it. It's a it's a very heavily influenced Caribbean community in Jamaica Queens. You know, so um, 
yeah, you know, we had the Jamaican spot and we grab a frontal leaf, you know what I'm saying? Then go over there and go uh, uh, get myself a fucking beef patty yeah. on cocoa bread and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, some plantain, oxtail yeah. soup. I got you. Nah, I, yeah, I, 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 I already know. So, like, you speak, you keep speaking on the fact that it was a little tough as far as in, in the neighborhood. I mean, like, I'm used to the New York, I'm used to the New York, Jersey, Connecticut, where Puerto Ricans and Blacks rock. Like, so was there any static or like? Yeah. No, no, not not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's a very stark contrast from LA where everybody is separate. Like I was in culture shock when I went to LA the first time yeah. and saw that the, we were all separated. We all commiserated together, man. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever looked at me any funny way or nothing like that. Like, we was all good, you know. Of course, they wanted to fuck uh, fucking sisters and cousins and shit. <laughs> but, uh, True. you know, uh, but uh, we, 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 we was cool, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, basically, it was a thing where, you know, listen, you're down if you gain your respect. So I gained my respect, and, you know, to this day, I... I still hang out with all my brothers from um, Shadyville. You know, my man Big House, my man Self Service, my man Prince uh, from Weekend Work. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all That's together. Dope. Like, we so, still so brothers. Let's move to you getting serious about the rhyming and, 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 and like, how's that taking off for you? Like, after, you know, you say, you know, you were doing the rock thing, but then you, you know, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, the, once I started to identify with my culture and my heritage and everything, and then I, I started uh, applying my skills in writing with um, rapping, um, you know, uh, little by little, my man Johnny J, Johnny Morales, man, he, he's the one that really got me into it and really uh, honing my craft. So um, he got me really good at it, and um, then I, I, I kept going. But um, you know, uh, it was um, it was, it was more of a thing where you know, um, we were battle rapping and we rock in a church basement or we rock at a park jam and stuff like that, and then we had to like you know really um, you know make our bones out there, man. You know what I'm saying? Because um, they definitely were a little bit biased and thought that we probably weren't that good. But um, I tell you, yeah, the one that I said in 1987, you want to hear? Yeah, yeah, Prince with the power and I'm showering in gold. I got 1187 Cadillacs on the road. Went in the bin with no bail. Had 30 G's on a scale. I must be gifted because they lifted every case in the jail. They call me talk of the town. They call me king with the crown. The rock roller, swap it bowler, and I'm laying it down. I'm being followed by vice. Fooling feds because I'm nice. My system wrong while I'm pouring re and nitty on ice. <laughs> Definitely take it back. Yeah, re Yeah. Yo, but B, yo, but so when I came out like that and they'd be like, yo, P, man, you got to stop rhyming about drugs and shit like that because everything was positive. And then they've discouraged me from being my actual self. I'd be like, yo, I got to eat the blow, a pocket of dough, a pass to the show in the backstreet hole. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be saying that shit in 86, 87. And they was like, nah, man, you can't do that, B. You can't do that. So when, um, you know, fast forward, when we came out with, when I came out with Smooth, it was just like, I had to do a combination of both. Smooth, because I don't get upset, right? So it's a combination of both lives. So I only did the positivity shit because individuals from my neighborhood, and remember, 
we in Shadyville, that's right down the block, Hollis Avenue from Run DMC on all of them, you know? So, um, you know, uh, they they coerced me to uh, relieve myself from my guest. to becoming a conscious <laughs> MC, basically. I mean, like, like, I mean. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. But I was being fake conscious, man, to tell you the truth, man, because I did not want to do that shit at all. But it was just like some shit that I had to do. Like, you know, Smooth was a great culmination of the two worlds, I swear. So it's still gangster, but, you know, I was just like, but keep that's, it smooth. That's wild, yo, because <laughs> I never, like, it's like, because every, everything that I have heard from you was, again, I, like I said, I, I heard I heard Smooth and Breaking the Wall, and I didn't hear anything. And then, and then, and then what I have heard, yeah. Leftovers NYC, all like. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a couple of joints in between because um, here's what happened, Tamar. So, you know, uh, nobody wanted to sign us because we were Puerto Rican and visibly Puerto Rican, and we also didn't rhyme in Spanish. So a lot of record labels that we approached at that time wanted us to be bilingual rappers. They'd be like, oh, well, you know, you can really blow up in South America if you do it like that. But, you know, that's not who I am, and that's not how, how I grew up. So what happened was, you know, we put together our hustle money, and we put it out ourselves. So, boom, this is the day of record pools. So um, we uh, got some wax, and we put it in the record pool, and then before you know it, know it Red Alert is playing it. And, you know, um, uh, we actually went up to um, Molly Mall in control with a bottle of Don Perignon, and Traj was an intern there. And uh, I asked him to play it, and he played it. And I remember the first time I heard it on Molly Mall was uh, he mixed it with Big pay, big Payback from uh, EPMD. So, um, you know, we, we approached things in a little gangster uh, manner because, you know, we had to do that because um, nobody else believed in us. And then before you know it, um, then we decided to shoot a video. We shot the video for Smooth. And then, you know, boom, man, I couldn't believe it, bro. The first time I saw myself on MTV and, and on BET and, and on the box and video music box. Because remember, you had the box back then where you used to buy the videos and shit. Man, yo. And it was kind of regional. So, man. I, I would sit there and talk to people and they'd say like, yo, I saw your video 23 times in a row. I remember Eric Sermon coming up to me be like, yo, yo, yo power rule, man. Yo, uh, I, I seen your video like 30 times in a row. It was like he was fucking some Puerto Rican bitch in New Jersey. <laughs> and he's just like, yo, yo. And, and then from that shit, yo. I was supposed to be in Death Squad and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I actually was a Death Squad member for a minute. No, it was his squad then, and then it became Death Squad. So, you know, I got a record in 95. It's called Rocky Not Quick, and that's with me and Eric Sermon. It's a Death Squad record. You know what I'm saying? It's even on his album, the E-Double album. If you go there, you check it. Uh, Rocky Not Quick is on there. Power Rule with Eric Sermon because, uh, you know, Word. I was down with them dudes. That's, that's, that's news to me. I ain't yeah. know that shit. And, and that's fucking... Crazy. So, were you signed? Like, like, like. I well, here's what happened. So, um, eighty nine, ninety. You know, brick in the wall, and uh, brick in the wall wasn't a big radio record because a lot of the DJs didn't want to play that. They, there was a little too white for them or whatever. But um, the video success was incredible. So, you know, video is not regional. Video is global. 
So um, the video was rocking everywhere. And then um, a few record companies started coming at us. And then um, shout out to my man, Bobito Garcia. He uh, implored me to uh, sign with Interscope because um, Carmelita Sanchez and the late, great Jerry Davis, um, peace and blessings, rest in paradise. Um, I got to, you know, B, imagine this. I was just doing this shit in the park and I was just doing it in the basement jam. And I'm Puerto Rican in an all black neighborhood. And I'm the first nigga from my hood. And I was signed to Interscope. The first two artists on Interscope was me and Tupac. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty good. But that was all because we just right. were relentless at, right. at doing our No, that's what I said. That's why I wanted to chop it up because, you know, a lot of people, I, like, I didn't know your history. I mean, I knew in between what I heard us linking up that there was yeah. stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's important because, mm. as I always say, like, our history isn't really documented very well. And and, and I think now, you know, no. we have this technology that we should be, you know, it's, it's good to, to do it like that. So, you know, try to document it. So, yo, I saw you post yeah. something recently. Um, I forgot. It was it was like you and Buster Rhymes. And you were talking about that. How job? What? How'd that yeah. connection come about? Huh? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, so, you know, listen, man, before a lot of these dudes came out, we was killing it. You know what I'm saying? You know, 89, 90, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, I'm not even going to, well, I could go there and say about, like, you know, the Latino thing and all that shit, but none of those dudes uh, treated me like I was any different because I was Latino. They just thought I was nice and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Buster knew a couple of people that we knew and whatever. And um, so he used to hang out with us all the time. So, um, you know, this is 89, man. You know, I, I was killing it. I was all over TV. I was like a fucking star. You know what I'm saying? And um, Bus would hang out with us. And if you go back to the first Power Rule album, which could have been a lot better if um, we were able to get a lot of the sample clearances that we weren't able to get. But, um, you know, uh, it is what it is. But um, uh, Buster's first uh, record is uh, Rub Off the Wax with Power Rule with Charlie Brown. You know what I'm saying? So we used, to, um, we used to go to the city and we'd go hang out in the club. And my man Axe had a car, big, big shout Axe. I ain't have no whip or nothing like that. But Axe had the whip. So when we used to go home, it used to be me, Fife, Buster, Dinko in the car going back home. They would drop off Fife and Hollis me in Shadyville, and then Buster used to go with Axe, and uh, he get dropped off in Uniondale because Axe was in Hempstead. But we used to hang out all the fucking time. That's my brother, man. Like, that's, that's really that's my right. brother. You know, no, it was dope that, like, you know, he has that men's health um, uh, segment, and he actually mentioned me, and um, it felt good, man, because you know what, man? I really love Tom. You know what I'm saying? That's my man. Even though he always made us stop in Flatbush to go get weed before we went home. <laughs> Yo, talk a little bit about, um, I want to get your take on this like whole, and kind of maybe will lead us into some of the leftover stuff, but I want to get your take on this whole um, topic. I don't know if you're familiar with it, like as far as just Latino, Puerto Rican contributions in hip hop. It, it, it's been a, 
it's, 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 it's been like a lot of bullshit storm, man. Like, you know, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't there before. And, 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 and it was like, I feel like it's some stirring of shit because it was just, I didn't see this, this energy, this vibe. I mean, I didn't really see it. So talk, I mean, just want to get your take on, on that, man. I'll tell you, it's like this, man. Um, the, the only reason why there's any controversy about that is because they wasn't there and they ain't lived there. And there's a lot of people chiming in that don't know shit and they was not there and they don't know that how hip hop was created and the individuals that are around. White boys were fucking incredible graffiti artists. Uh, uh, fucking Puerto Ricans were great B-boys, you know what I'm saying? And DJs, you know what I'm saying? Nobody, if you was nice, you was nice. That's all that mattered. Um, now, you know, you see like, like when Buster came out and was just like, hip hop was created by blacks in Puerto Rico and the firestorm began and there's like, no, it wasn't, it's a black thing, it's a black thing. I was like, B, it's a New York City thing. We ain't separate. We all together. We grew up together. We was fucking hanging out all the fucking time. We didn't fucking alienate each other. We was cool. They was watching Channel 47, watching Edie Chacon. And it was just like, yo, them Puerto Rican like, bitches is that's, bad. That's my <laughs> tri-state New York City experience too. I mean, growing up in Jersey. Exactly. Yo, yo, I used to do shows in Connecticut all the time. Because there's a huge Dude, Puerto I mean, Rican population in Connecticut. So, so that's what I'm saying. That's my experience. I always say my crew looked like a Benetton commercial. Like, it was like, and, and, yeah, yeah, it was just like right. everybody. You got the colors. We was all in the same <laughs> shit. And like, I always said, like, when the cops pull you over, yeah. they thumping on. Yo, I'll give you an exact story, right? So the cops pull me over, we in the whip, and they go, uh, uh, I had a 40, right? And then they said, why are you drinking that shit? Only black people drink that. And I was like, because I like it, man. I like this. I, I like older English, you know what I'm saying? But they tried to give me shit. Like, I, they, they were trying to demean me because I was drinking OE, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, and he said, uh, uh, yo, uh, I forgot what he said. Some shit like, uh, um, yo, um, I was like, yeah, yo, I'm Puerto Rican. He's like, nah, you a Puerto Rican nigga. It don't matter. The cops told me that shit back then. You know what I'm saying? But I was just like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I am. <laughs> That's why we're allowed to use the word. And But there's a lot of individuals, you know, you know, this new can cancel culture and everything that's going on. Like, you know, I got to change my whole lexicon when I'm around certain individuals because they're so offended by the way that I speak. You know, I'm an eloquent motherfucker, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when I'm with my boys, I like to talk the way how we grew up. And, um, but you know, I got to really watch myself now because, you know, people become very, very offended. They're very sensitive nowadays. You know, I came up with the days when, you know, I got my ass beat in the crib, B. You know, I got fucking, not whoopings, I got beat. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's different, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just a whole different world. And, um, you know, um, I'm not saying that it's wrong and I'm glad that we've progressed in certain aspects, but also I feel like we have too much sensitivity and not enough gumption and yeah, just, we you know, that's what we, we are. Not, not we, but so, like well, the, they the, are not we. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we yeah, have, exactly we, we gotta bow down to them now. Yo, B, you can be the worst at your job that 
ever in the worst, uh, you'd be the worst at your job in job history and they'll keep you there. If you say one wrong thing, yeah. Yeah. you're fucking fired, bro. Fired. And then you got to walk into your job and you got to fucking like, you know, I had a resident dude that, you know, he was a, I think the, they're still using that term other. And I'd be like, yo, how do I approach y'all today? And he would tell me every day he would fill me in and be like, well, we changed it this day. And now, now it's this today and everything like that. I was yeah. like, all right, all right. I'm oh, ready yeah, to no, it's, 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 it's crazy. <laughs> and so even going back to the Puerto Rican black thing, man, I mean, like, I just remember like back in the day, like, like going to my homie's house, whatever, eating rice and beans is his house. My daughters have Puerto Ricans. So like, even that, and it's even just like the whole shit, like, they be like, yo, I'm, my, my, even Raekwon said it, all my Spanish niggas love us. Like, like every, everybody, we just like, yo, and nobody took offense to it. Now, if you cost, I mean, even now, like, everyone's so touchy. Like, if you say, cats be like, yo, I'm not Spanish. I'm like, damn, y'all, we just used to just say. Yo, bro, when I, um, when I first signed the Interscope, so um, peace to my girl, Carmelita Sanchez. I love her to death. Um, she was just like, you know, don't call yourself Spanish. You have to say Latino. I didn't even know what the fuck that was, being We were Spanish niggas. That was it. <laughs> but they used to be like, yo, no, no. When when you went to LA, it was just like, you're Latino. Right. And I was like, word? No, I'm a Spanish nigga. Listen, I always say, yo, and this is like, you made a very good point that the people that are like pushing this, this, this separatist shit, they did not Narrative grow up. Not next bullshit. They did not I don't even fucking believe in that where shit. I don't believe in that we shit. We all just rocked, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it's just like it's like anything. It's just like real estate. They try to rename places to make them more uh, accessible and more appealing to people to move there. Oh shit, yo. Red Hook used to be all the way from fucking the water all the way to, to motherfucking uh, Court Street and all that. And then they changed it. And now it's Carroll Gardens. And now it's this. And now it's that. Now it's Soho. It's NoHo. And then, you know what I'm saying? They just trying to they just trying to make that shit appealing for fucking, you know, those people. You know what I'm saying? Not well, us. It ain't bars, us. Man. It's like, yeah, neighborhood I was looking for a house one time in Philly. They do it everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I was looking up for a house one time in Philly. Oh, absolutely! Gentrification is fucking uh, uh and they caught some shit. It's a, it's like, a solid it like genocide. This new neighbor, I was like, yo, brewery town, like this is nah. That's I was like, that's Gerard Ave. What the fuck y'all talking about? Like, yeah. nah. I'd be like, no, that's, yeah, yeah. that's really what I, you know, they, they, they made it like university. It was they making everything called University of the City. That's like uh, University of Pennsylvania. It was like, yo, you go look at the spot. You're like, this ain't university. This ain't. This is West Philly. What the fuck you talking? So right. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you know, so that's um, you know, um, it's accentuated so much more in New York City because um, you know, people come to New York mm -hmm. City to live out their dreams, right? So um, you know, um, they may think that they're they're the most original person in their town. Oh, I got to go to New York so I can be with my people and they can understand me. And they come here mm -hmm. and they don't even embrace the culture. They forgot that we built this fucking city. We built it with our hands. Who built the fucking bridges? Who built the fucking, uh, uh, fucking beautiful buildings and fucking everything? And um, hip hop came from here. Punk rock came from here. Fashion came from here. All of this shit. But they come here and they don't respect it. And they don't respect the original people here. 
And that's why we are the Leftovers NYC, because I actually was helping my neighbor move one time. And then um, uh, he'd been living on the block for 25 years. He's not the type of individual that was able to uh, afford to buy the house, but he always paid his rent on time and, and raised his family on that block. And then um, they just went and raised up his rent and shit like that. And he had, and then he had to get displaced and move. And he'd be like, and then now uh, it was actually my homegirl HD, and she uh, came upstairs and he said, "Yo, you know what um, the new hipsters in the neighborhood call us?" And I said, "What? The leftovers." And I was like, immediately I took that shit like you calling me a spick on nigga and you white. So I was, I was totally offended. But you know what we do the light bulb went off and i was just like i'm gonna flip that i'm gonna make that a fucking group well, leftovers and this y c okay. this was and in that's, 2017. that's about when i uh 2018 i think 2018 is like when we first like i i didn't even come out with you know i didn't even put that shit on apple music or nothing all i did was shoot a video and put it out on youtube and then everybody started gravitating to it because you know Everybody's affected by gentrification nowadays, you know, and um, it's a it's a topic that you know it, it's it's personal to me, but it's um, everybody in the world is going through it, man. It's just like money over everything, you know what I'm saying? This is why I'm just so disheartened with rap and everything because it's just like when we came up tomorrow, who sounded like anybody else? Nobody. You had De La Soul, you had Public Enemy, you had your EPMD, you had your Rakim, you had your LR Cool J, you had your Run DMC. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody had a different style and you're not allowed to fucking bite. But now motherfuckers is just pouring that shit you know, out like it's a fucking factory. <laughs> like they stuffing like they stuffing envelopes. You're encouraged to bite. I mean you're encouraged to that. Yo, it's like so it's, it's so it's it's so disgusting, man. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not a grumpy old man in hip hop. I understand it. It's a different world now. It's a different game, and that's what it is. And it's about money. But when we came out, it was about respect. Absolutely. So, what is the leftover? I mean, is it is it just the music? I mean, I because I because I get a lot of messages from your, from your music. Are you guys? I mean, seems like you're out in the community like what do you guys is is it more music is like what's the is... well it's a combination of a lot of things like you know of course we're trying to bring awareness to gentrification and how it's affecting our neighborhoods and stuff like that and you know affecting the native new yorker you know it's a it's you know it's a big issue um actually um i was um a big shout out to create the remarkable uh film company that um we actually shot a pilot that um, it's called the Leftovers NYC, and uh, we go to mom and pop businesses throughout the city and um, shine a light on them. You know, not being negative towards gentrification, but at least giving you awareness that there's uh, mom and pop stores there that are part of the the foundation of New York City, and to bring awareness to them so oh, people dope. can go shop yeah. at those stores. I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope shit. You I, ain't uh, see that shit? You ain't see my problem like, with you know, it? Yeah, I hear that from everybody. <laughs> yeah, please do. I'm going to send it to you. So who's in the leftovers? Like, what's, what's the... Oh, man, it's a slew of motherfuckers. See, 
I actually structured the leftovers NYC like public enemy. And peace to my man Chuck D, who said that um, one day I was just like, uh, I was doing the Davy show. And um, I was there and I was in the interview, like an IG Live or whatever. And then Chuck came in. And I know Chuck. Actually, here's a funny story. So I saw Chuck D one time. I did a show in Uniondale. And then uh, he came up to me and he says he don't remember this, but I remember it because it's Chuck D. And um, I think Chuck D is the most influential rapper of all time because I've seen motherfuckers take off their gold chain and put on a fucking black medallion because of my man Chuck E. D, Spectrum City. Um, he said, um, yo, y'all are dope. Boom. Call this man. And it was Bobito Garcia, Cool Bob Love. He recognized that, yo, that's your people, man. Go see him, the Dev Channel and everything. And then, you know, that spawned into me getting the deal with Interscope and all that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, you know, it, 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 was a, it was a great moment and everything. And, uh, you know, uh, on the interview, he, I said, oh, so um, uh, I showed you the group after Public Enemy, um, you know, but not Public Enemy, you because know, Public Enemy still exists. And he said, well, you're welcome to call yourself the new Public Enemy because Public oh, Enemy wow. is not a group, it's oh. an idea. Yes, and uh, the so you know, talking about the people in the group, you got Sunez Allah, you got my man Benny Blanco, you got my boy Sick Boy Vision, you got my boy DJ Talim, you got Sharif Got Prophet, you got Toast One Eighty Seven Johnson, you got uh, yeah, this is the tough one to mark because there's so many dudes <laughs> I forget their names. <laughs> um, shit. Oh, Phil Ortiz. Yes. Um. Jesus, man, I'm left out. Yo, dude, if I left out somebody, man, y'all know that I'm old, man, and my memory ain't that good no more. My my long-term memory is great. My short-term memory sucks. And it is what it is, man. It's just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm affected by age, you know what I'm saying? I don't try to act like I'm younger than what I am, you know, like these motherfuckers that be trying real hard. I'm very comfortable being who I am and... and, and and it's just like, you know, it's just like, you know, motherfuckers is so just caught up in just trying to be cool now. You know what I'm saying? Guess what? Uh, we created the fucking music. Be cool with that. <laughs> yo, um, that was going to say, want to get your quick take on uh, Hip Hop 50. I have to ask because that's what's going, what's kind of what's, what's current. I do want to get your... It's a huge, a huge yeah. thing in what, New York City right now. Um, I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, don't, I don't think you can actually put a date on hip-hop. And they, they have. But I understand it's a marketing tool. So, um, you know, it's about 50, whatever. Generally, it's probably, uh, you know, it's uh, based around the, the Cool Herc party and everything like that. But um, come on, you don't think it existed before that fucking party, bro? How did he throw the party if it wasn't existing before that shit? You know what I'm saying? So, whatever. So, but but it's cool and, and it's a nice celebration. And I'm glad, like you know, dude, I'll be watching fucking NBC and shit, and I see motherfuckers on there and everything. I'm just like, good for us, man. We really did it. We really did it because people always said it was a fad. It's a fad. It's a fad. It's a fad. Now it's a multi-billion dollar industry, so I'm happy for it. So any celebration that um, celebrates hip-hop, um, I'm, I'm down with. You know what I'm saying? So um, whether it's 50 or not, whatever it is, I'm cool with it. Um, me personally, 
Um, there's so many events going on in New York City, B. I'm not going to every single one because I'm going to look like a fucking club rat if I go to every single one. So I pick and choose the ones that I go to, you know what I'm saying? So I went to the Graffiti Hall of Fame and that shit was hot. And then I'll, I'll go to my man. Um, Next month, I'm going to rock with my man Carlos from Classic Material. He's the yeah. CMNY. My man Carlos, that's that's my man. And, uh, you know, Scram Jones be DJing, Sneaker Joe and Al Scratch be MCing. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I stay in my lane, B. You know what I'm saying? I don't try to go do other things that are not comfortable for me because I'm secure with myself. If I wasn't secure with myself, then I'd go out there fucking clout chasing. I'm not doing that shit, B. Yo, B, I, I fully know that we invented this shit. You know what I'm saying? So you fucking come to me, B. I'm not going to you. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And it's not like I don't respect what the Young Brothers is doing now. I do respect it. Um, but, you know, as critical I was uh, of fake-ass motherfuckers in 1989, I'm critical, critical about fake ass motherfuckers yeah. in two. No, it makes it makes sense. I mean, I don't. And uh, and to quote a nigga that I know, that shit is trash, B. <laughs> Yo, you make me laugh so much, bro. When you say that shit, that shit, y'all, dude, yeah. man, you're so fucking hilarious when you say that shit because that's what I really wanna say. But I'm not allowed to do it. But um, thank you for being being able to say uh, I, I that shit no is trash. Be you know what I'm saying? This was a, this, no, 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 this, no. This you was have no As far as me doing what I do, and, and and I just keep it a buck and keep it moving. But that's how it happens because it was organic, bro. You just did it because you liked it, and then people gravitated no, yeah, to it. So, I mean, so it's the and if it's trash, it's trash. And we used to be able to say that, though. First of all, I appreciate you for sharing that. I mean, but we used to be able to say that, and it was no problem, right? Yeah. I mean, we saw Queen Latifah and Juice fucking throw the nigga out in Juice when he, we brought the demo to her or whatever for the um for the battle. Like, we could do that. Shit. Right, it was like, yo, right, step right. your fucking game up, man. But now you say that shit. Oh, you hating, bro? You hating, bro? Nah. You know what? Like, fuck, nigga. Like, you know, yeah. You know. No, man. It's a. Uh, it's just. It's real. Some people are just fucking whack, man. I. You know, and, and that's the problem with this culture nowadays because you can't criticize anyone because then, um, oh, why are you hating or um you're racist or um oh you're not being uh gender progressive or whatever the fuck it is and be like yo not, man, what the fuck can i actually not, say nowadays b can i say anything like yo i gotta be myself when i'm in the crib with my niggas and we fucking chilling with my dog puma and then fucking we can talk real because outside yeah, on the street do shit, yo. my man just told me a crazy story he said that when he was out in seattle he lived out in seattle that on a couple occasions, he got pulled to the side for saying to people, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? It, they pulled him aside and said, you can't say that. Like, I don't know guys, because they might not be guys. They might not have been guys. So, oh! He said, what are you, what are you guys? He said, like, <laughs> they pulled him aside, like, yo, he said he got pulled aside several times, like, what? you can't say that. Yo, it's, it's very difficult, man. And you know what? This younger generation um, is so consumed with what they believe that 
they try to put us out to pasture and act like we're relics, man. But they don't understand everything that they right. love. We created. We created that shit. Now you got a, a store that's a hip hop store and that fashion and this. Yo, we did that shit. We made it up. Nigga, I used to fucking take my brother's. Uh, my brother was in, 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 uh, in the Marines and he had an army jacket and I used to rock that shit with some motherfucking pro cats and everything and go out there and that shit was fresh. We created that shit. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have no money. We took what was around oh, us man. and fucking made it fresh. Not, you can't, you couldn't go to a hip hop store back then. You know what I'm saying? How the fuck niggas wanted to rock fucking Pumas, D? Like, we fucking created that shit. Adidas, we created that shit. Speedlap. Speedlap was a, a tennis company beyond balls and everything. That was dope. Fucking, and it was upscale. And the, all the real hustlers, like Prince Miller, Supreme Team, and all those dudes, that shit was like $80 a sneaker. And then uh, they had the velour yeah. suits and shit. So Fila became like the shit. And then they were, they brought that. And Sergio we made that shit back in Like that shit. Tennis yeah, gear, like it was, shit yeah, yeah. that was like completely out of left field. Yo, fucking Benetton wasn't targeting our fucking uh, our fucking hood. We fucking took that shit and fucking like, went we, crazy we with it. Dude, I, I got a dope ass Benetton show too. I've been looking for one since <laughs> I was like for the past few years. Which shit's going for a lot right now, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you you gotta um jump on uh, jump on ASOS. You ever go to ASOS.com? I'm not, I'm not trying to um yeah. plug that shit, but like I always find some dope shit. Like I bought a whole Alessi fucking hey, outfit that shit fucking kicks on Yo, ASOS. I killed them I niggas. I killed them. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Let me not give away the gems. Let me not give away the gems. Yo, yo, real quick before we get on out of here, because I got another show coming up right after. I got Beach Boy, why not coming up? Uh, okay, um, brother. Uh, for the after party, so yes, sir. Uh, what you got going on? What you got uh, lined up? Anything we should be knowing about? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, if y'all don't know and you're listening for the first time, I know you have a huge platform and everything, and uh, this might be the first time people are even recognizing who I am. So um, you can go on all your digital streaming platforms, and you can find Power Rule, and you can find the Leftovers NYC. We have the album Engraved in New York. We have the album LeBron. And also, we dropped like three new singles. Um, they're like the precursor to what's going to come at the end of the year. We have Legend of Grammy with XP the Marksman, Polo Baby Flacco, and Intercana. Um, We got The Testament with me, Johnny J, and my man, Kenzo King. Um, and we also have Crime Demic, which is me, Curious, and Mighty Buddha. All produced by I fucked with that Legend of Grammy shit heavy, and then I, when, I, when I saw, I was fucking with your verse, and I heard, my, heard I'm like, that's XP, and that's my fucking brother right there. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's funny how, like, you link up with certain individuals. You know, it just happened. But it happened organically. You know, listen, man, whenever you listen to any of my albums and the work that I've done, I've never made it contrived. It was also, it was always something that, you know, we reached out to each other and did it. Like, you know, it ain't yeah. a feature. No, that's it's a song. No, that's what's up, man. So we got to get out of here. But um, I think. All right, Tom, man. Yeah, I'm glad we got some I'm so slick, glad man. we finally and, and got a chance to do this, baby. Mm. 
And I'm glad that I never was on the other end of you nah. saying, you trash me. That, man. <laughs> now I remember when, um, way back, like, you know, like uh, 2018 or whatever, and you you put up a post and said, we need to hear more Powerful, and you uh, posted Grace. And that's why I reposted Grace today, because uh, you. Yeah, because people need to know, man. man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And this, like I said, our, our culture's not really documented very well. And, and it's like, people need to know that, like, yeah what you did and stuff like that and what you're doing and what's going on and because now there's so much information out there right like so now there's everything you guys sift through a lot of right. bullshit but it's like you brothers bobby Vito ross you know what i'm saying doing shit, making moves and stuff like that yes. so people i mean i, yes. I, I bobby Vito ross leftovers in my seat too that is that's why you forget I, that's all right though i left over yeah yeah that's my with y'all, man. so um yeah, we're gonna have to do it again. Hopefully, hopefully we can do it. Well, we appreciate you, man, and we we appreciate we appreciate your honesty. You you, you you're very you're very aggressive, uh, but you know. It's, I, it's say, well, see, I say what it is to keep it moving, man. You know what I mean? I don't I don't you know it's like you know don't get it. But it's it's bigger. It's always bigger than hip hop, and I hope people see other posts that are on the page and shit because it's not just about fuck. I mean, opinions are opinions, man. It ain't shit, but it's like everybody's just you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yes. Listen, man, as long as you're comfortable with your own self, yeah. man, then everything is all good, man. You know, don't get caught up in society and all that shit. Just keep yourself tight, man. And just so I thank you moving. again. We'll get this up on the YouTube channel. All 129. Oh, oh that'll be great, man. Yeah, of course. YouTube, of course. And it'll be on Spotify, be on podcasts, right. everything. We get right. this out, man. We get getting the yeah. message out. All right, Salute. well, thank you tomorrow. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, don't say that. Talk Mr. Holloway. Yeah. I love I you. I fucking and love that last name, Holloway. That shit is dope. It sounds like you play ball. Fucking T. Holloway. Salute, family. Thank you. T. Thank Holloway. You. For three. Game for winner. Three. Game four quarter. All right. Be good. That's right.